0: what is going on everybody and welcome to another episode of rants and revelations with me your boy alex rudinger how y'all doing listen y'all i know it's been literally like i don't even know six months since i did an episode and i know the guys in my patreon uh, i'm sorry guys and gals in my patreon have been asking for new ones um so i'm Very sorry for the super delay. Uh, I don't even know where to begin. I mean, I want to give you all a little update, and then I'm going to answer some questions, because I posted on my Instagram and said I was going to do a new episode. So I haven't even looked at anything yet, but I'll check out the questions. But I guess a little update. I think the last time I made an episode was, I don't know, uh, before I went on the last tour I did with Light the Torch. Um, and I think it might even have been before I uh, or right around the time, oh you know what? it was right after I met the girl that I'm dating now. and that is definitely largely why I's been so long in between episodes because I met uh, a lovely individual named Lee. Um, she lives here in Maryland. And, in fact, I'm in her house right now, sitting at my desk because it's also where I live now. <clears throat> and as you all may recall, um, you know, a huge thing for me in recent years, especially during the pandemic, was like I was looking for a home and couldn't find one, or I was going to move to Tennessee. The market sucked. I mean, money was tight. yada, yada, yada. Uh, And I was really uncertain about um, where I would end up. And what I definitely did not expect was to meet someone and fall madly in love with them. And uh, that's what has happened. And that's definitely why I've been away a little bit. And I'm very thankful for that. You know, I think we decided uh, that I would move in with her after like six months, really, it wasn't, you know, that long. But Um, the good thing about that is for one, we kind of saw it as a good opportunity. Uh, we're both pretty realistic, we know that things are still relatively new, but we saw it as a really good opportunity to like uh try living with each other um before doing anything else, and it would kind of save me money because basically at the same time as this kind of came up as an idea, my stepdad was uh gonna move full-time into my mom's place. Um, and that's a whole nother story I think I've talked about before, but he, my mom and him have been married for a long time. They've been together forever, but they lived in separate places still <clears throat> because of his job. Um, so he was going to basically be able to come and take over what I was paying uh, to for my mom, like to live at my mom's place. And uh, since that was happening, I could move out Uh, But I didn't really know where I wanted to move still. I haven't really been sure of what I'm doing. And that's a whole other thing I could get into. I'm sure I could spend an entire episode on that, just kind of the other uncertainty in my life right now. Unfortunately, there still is some, but, you know, that's life. Uh, But yeah, I guess, let me even think, I don't know. Uh, I guess the idea basically was like, okay, well, this relationship is going wonderfully. And basically, Lee lives in Brunswick, Maryland. Uh, it's about 20 minutes from where I live in Frederick. Technically, it's still Frederick County, actually. Um, so I live, or my mom's house, uh, where I lived my most of my life, uh, is in Frederick City inside Frederick County. And where I am now in Brunswick is still Frederick County, but it's just out of ways. Um, it's a really charming little city. It's uh, kind of like, I guess... I don't know, it's it's definitely uh, getting nicer, like they've been updating it, the downtown's getting more and more charming, it's, uh, it's a little bit smaller though, and I like that, it's been really nice. Um, but yeah, the idea was basically like, hey, you can come live, basically she has an apartment here, um, and the idea was I would come live there, and help out with things, and be able to still save money because I'm spending less to be here than I was at my mom's, And, uh, you know, it gives us an opportunity to live together and see how that goes. But simultaneously, uh, it allows me to, you know, not be that far away from my mom's place. And, you know, I guess we both kind of figured like, hey, if, you know, a year in or two years in or whatever, if we're like, hey, this is terrible. (laughs) It's like I haven't bought a house with someone or I'm not caught in a lease with someone. Um, so it kind of works in that sense. And I don't really, I mean, I hope that doesn't happen anyway, because it's been wonderful. And, uh, she's truly a lovely human being that I've come to love quite a lot already. And yeah, um, a little bit about her. I don't know. I don't even know how much I should say or go into, but she does ballet. She teaches ballet as well as performs and teaches a bar and is working on a Pilates certification. Um, and yeah, I take her bar class all the time here in Brunswick. It's it's rad. It's really good exercise. Uh, I definitely stretched some muscles that I didn't even know I had. It's definitely getting me fitter in very different ways, which is <laughs> pretty awesome. Um, but yeah, what else? I don't know. So I moved here, and it really didn't take much to move, because that's the thing. Originally, I was going to try to find a place to drum out here. And that started becoming very difficult. And then uh, I found a place, a storage unit, like really close by, and it was going to be perfect. This storage unit place had like um, multiple standalone units. Like, you know, they had storage lockers that are like, you know, next to each other. But then they also had these like standalone steel buildings, kind of like what Whitechapel had when whenever that's where we rehearsed in Tennessee when I was with Whitechapel. Um, It was like a standalone steel building. And it was a storage unit, but they used it as a practice space. And in fact, in Tennessee, storage units can actually have bathrooms in them, which is crazy. I don't think that's a legal thing in Maryland. It's different in every state. But their storage unit also had a bathroom in it. It did not have a shower, but it had a toilet and a sink, you know. Um, But anyway, I found this place. I called them. It's like two minutes from where I'm living here in Brunswick. And the guy was, like, super cool about it. He was like, yeah, I don't see how that would be an issue. It'd be, like, $250 a month for that biggest room. And, you know, you could theoretically play drums in there. If you soundproof it a bit, it's pretty far away from homes. And I was super stoked about it. And then, basically, someone else called me, like... And that that I was trying to figure out while I was on tour. The tour I was just on with Light the Torch. And by just on, I mean it was, like, a couple months ago now. Um, and... I was super stoked about that and then towards the end of the tour I got this call back from I guess the owner of the storage facility and they were just like yeah um no you cannot play drums in here I know you spoke to the manager but no we're not allowed we're not gonna allow that blah 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 and I was like shit uh, that sucks I was super bummed about it Um, but ultimately I decided to go ahead and move forward with moving here regardless. And I talked to my mom. And in the meantime, I'm basically just commuting to my mom's place, which is 20 minutes. um, And I'm still playing drums in the same old basement. And I don't love that. I mean, there are aspects of it that I like, actually. I mean, for one, I didn't have to like move everything I own, you know, all my drums. And I I wouldn't have done that anyway if I was, you know, If I did end up in that storage unit, um, I would have just taken what I needed to practice, like a drum kit and some stuff, but I would have left all my additional drum kits and all my random drum crap and all my hardware, all that stuff, I would have left it at my mom's place. Um, I even toyed with the idea of having a kit set up at a storage unit for practicing on the regular, but then leaving another kit set up at my mom's place so whenever I wanted to record videos, I would literally you know, have the same setup in both places. I could drive just two minutes to practice daily. And then any day I was going to record, drive back to Frederick, you know, but, um, you know, now I'm just going to Frederick same as always for, you know, practicing in the same old basement. So I don't love that. I really had hoped at this point in my life, uh, to already like have a real space of my own, but at the same time, I'm only 30 years old and uh you know i'm a i have a place i can drum in my mom's home and uh right now this is kind of like the best case scenario like i'm not spending more money on uh, a storage unit to practice in um the one downer is the the commute isn't bad honestly traffic is knock on wood pretty much never bad it's not a particularly busy highway um there's one stretch of it. When I get into Frederick, I have to get on this Highway 15 for a minute. I don't have to. I can go through town. But if I get on 15 the wrong time of day, you definitely hit some traffic because that basically turns into 270, which is the highway that goes into DC. And a lot of people commute from Frederick into DC. And uh, yeah, sometimes there's bad traffic. But really, it, it pretty much only takes me 20 minutes. And The gas is not ideal, and the miles on the car uh, aren't ideal. But at the same time, again, it's better than other alternatives. Um, So yeah, right now I'm just kind of enjoying living here with Lee. And I'm basically... I am playing drums a little bit less than I have historically because I'm driving there. I'm still going almost every day. But I'd say I take a couple more days off a week than I usually do. Um, And... Instead, on those days, I have a desk here and I have, uh, some studio monitors here. I basically have my desk set up in the basement at my mom's still with my Opal monitors. And then I have a set of KRK Rocket 5s here. And I just take my backpack regularly with my laptop and uh, I have an interface here too. That's what I'm recording into a little scarlet uh, Focusrite. And, uh, you know, I'm using a different mic, actually. Normally at my mom's, I was using my SM7, but I just had another SM58, so I just decided to bring that over here. I might do some of my episodes in the future at my mom's. I might do some of them here. Um, yeah, and that's pretty much where I'm at. It's been going great, and I guess we'll see, you know. Uh, Lee and I's thought is kind of like, well, we're both, like, pretty stoked, but again, realistic, and we kind of figure we keep living together and see how things go. And after enough time passes, if we're still real stoked, then maybe we'll consider uh, taking another step, whether that is like, renting a place together or uh, buying a place together, you know, we're not really there yet. So we're just trying to take it a step at a time. Um, But yeah, it's great. I am very happy. In this relationship, it's kind of bizarre, actually, I guess it's like, I don't know, her and I both for months were like, what is going on here? Like, why are there no red flags? Like, we've both, I don't know, we were both just very uh, on the same page about a lot of things, and it's really, I think, been the first healthy, good relationship I've ever had in my life. I mean, I've had other things that I kind of thought were healthy, and they weren't, um, and this has been very different, so... And one other kind of fun tidbit before I move on to other things uh, about Lee's, is uh, the first month or so we were hanging out, um, you know, we'd been getting to know each other at that point, but we didn't really know much about each other's families yet. I mean, I think I had met her mom at that point um, in passing. I don't know if she'd met my mom. I mean, she might have because I think she came over to my mom's place at some point, my mom was there. I don't remember. Her and I both, I mean, we're both, you know, she's not 30. I'm a couple years older than her. But we're both at an age where we're like, uh, at least for me, I was like, uh, I don't really want my mom to like know I'm living or I don't want this girl to like know I'm living with my mom, you know. But obviously, that's just like kind of my own uh, insecurity. Like, yeah, I'm 30. Yeah, I lived at my mom's place for a long time, but it's also, you know, one of those things where a, I'm fortunate to even have had that B, if you look at my life and what I chose to do with my career and, and stuff up until now and whatnot, it's been very fortunate. And really if I had to live anywhere else, I I don't think I would have been able to even get this far with drums and music. So, um, and she was very understanding of that. You know, she didn't, my, my fear with that is like that a girl or someone I was dating, would basically, like, think of me as, like, lazy because I still lived at home or something. And that's never been the case, you know? It's just that this is a very difficult industry, you know? It's hard to make a living doing it. Um, but, yeah, I can't remember why I went off on that tangent. Uh, but, yeah. Oh, the tidbit. So we're hanging out, and I can't remember what she said. Like, something about something, this family friend of her mom's and the last name was Bromfield. And I was like, Bromfield, that's my sister's last name now. My sister married a guy and his last name is Bromfield. And she was like, really? I wonder if they're related. And we looked it up. And sure enough, uh, her mom has like a close family friend who is related. Like, it's like my brother-in-law's aunt or something. And we were like, holy shit. Like, wow. Like, small town, I guess, kind of thing, you know? And then further, we realized... Uh, she was like, I wonder if anyone else in our families like know each other. Cause basically Lee did not grow up around here. She grew up in Virginia, but her mom is originally from around here, Frederick. And they moved back. The rest of their family is here, but she grew up and went to school and everything in another, another state, you know, not in Maryland. So we were talking and like, I was like, yeah, my mom's maiden name is this. Uh, I don't really know if I should like say that. I don't know if it matters, but Uh, So she texted her mom and was like, hey, do you know, you know, this person? And she was like, yeah, why? I went to high school with her. We lived down the block from each other and used to carpool to school together. And Lee was like, what the shit? Like, that's, that woman's son is who I'm dating. And (laughs) her mom is just like, what? And then I went home to my mom and I was like, ma, do you know this person? And I was like, yeah. And I was like, that's that's like Lee's mom. That's like the girl I'm dating's mom. And basically our parents, both my mom, her mom and my aunt and her aunt were all like in the same grades and they went to the same high school and they grew up on the same street in uh out in the county somewhere in frederick and their parents knew each other like my grandparents and her grandparents they used to carpool to school we were just like what the shit and then recently so our families like they didn't stay in touch after high school really but a couple weeks ago my mom her mom my aunt and her aunt all went out to eat and like caught up basically and it's just been hilarious. Like we've been hearing all kinds of crazy stories and stuff. Cause they knew each other in high school. They like hung out and shit. So that was bizarre. Um, but it was also kind of cool in a way. Like it was almost comforting uh, early on in a relationship. Cause you're like, Oh wow. Uh, my mom knows this person's family and likes their family and thinks highly of them and thinks of them as good people and vice versa, you know, her with my family. And it was kind of like, Oh cool. Like, you know these are good people and that was kind of a nice vibe and i've met a ton of her extended family now cuz they all live relatively close by and they're all lovely i've really enjoyed it i actually a lot you know it reminds me a lot of my family um yeah it's very cool so anyway i've really enjoyed all of it right now lee's actually at a concert with some friends so i'm here by myself tonight well not entirely by myself lee also has a dog named paisley who i've become quite attached to as well Uh, it's an American pit, and it is the, she is the cutest thing in the world. I love that dog. I'm sure you will see me posting about her plenty. They're both lovely people, well, people and dog, and I love both of them, Lee and Paisley. So anyway, um, yeah, that's kind of where I've been at, uh, you know, stoked about that part of my life for once, which is bizarre, and it was definitely very unexpected, Um, and it was pleasant, a pleasantly unexpected thing, but definitely unexpected and, uh, kind of changed my plans a little bit. I mean, not really, but like, I kind of was just like, oh, wow, this is dope. And I don't know, you know, where I want to move now, but I want to see what happens with this. And so it's changed that plan, I guess. And that I'm not, you know, after I left Whitechapel and decided not to move to Tennessee, it was kind of like, well, shit, I don't know if I can afford anything in Maryland, because it's so crazy expensive. And right now, even more, the housing market's just gotten worse. Um, In fact, a couple people I know that are in that industry, big time have told me like, wait another year, because the market's going to crash. And so at that point, again, it's kind of just as well that I'm living here with her uh, in her apartment. So it's like, It kinda all works out, I guess. Hopefully it it will continue to work out in terms of finding a house when the market's not as insane that I can actually afford. But in the meantime, I'm also like financially I'm not like broke by any means, but I'm it's been tough. And I'll get to that, I'll update you on my music things. But basically, you know, I left Whitechapel, wasn't really sure what I would do, but Light the Torch asked me to work for them, so I went on that Killswitch tour very shortly after leaving Whitechapel, and I was very fortunate to have work. That was a phenomenal tour. It was Killswitch Engage, August Burns Red, Light the Torch, um, really one of my favorite tours I've ever done, probably. It was huge shows, uh, good vibes, everything was cool. And then Light the Torch asked me to continue working for them. I agreed to do the tour I just did with them, um and that tour was cool. Uh, it was not my favorite. Um, for starters, I got COVID on like the second day and let me fucking tell y'all that shit destroyed me. I'd never had it before. To be totally honest, I, I mean, I was fully vaccinated and boosted and stuff, but to be totally honest, I kind of figured that at this point, I was probably just one of those people that couldn't get it or, like, didn't show symptoms because I had been out and about at different times throughout the last several years since the pandemic started and shit, and I just had never gotten it. So I kind of just was like, oh, well, maybe I have had it, and I just was asymptomatic. I don't know. You know, it seems very unlikely at this point that I have never had it, but, you know, you know, so I probably was just (laughs) asymptomatic. But yeah, I I finally got it, let me tell y'all, and it destroyed me. Uh, I got, I think at the highest point, my temperature was like 103.5. It stayed there for a couple days. Um, And it was so inconvenient, too. I mean, not uh, for the obvious reasons, like it destroyed me. I missed a show. And actually, Light the Torch's uh, general tech, Zach, who's been with them a long time, he actually is a drummer, kind of less serious, but he plays like drums in his local church at home where he lives in Florida. And on like five hours notice, like they decided I, it it was clear, like I was not going to be able to play the show that day. And I actually wanted to try anyway, but like I wasn't, apparently I called Lee and was like incoherently rambling. I don't even remember doing that that morning. And the guys also said like, at one point I came out from my bunk because what had happened was I, Fran got it first and we were all like oh shit but and he felt bad but he kind of felt better really quick it only lasted for like a day for him and uh i don't know we were all being really careful i took a test i was i started kind of feeling weird so i tested that day again and it was still negative and i was like okay uh but i still was feeling kind of weird and then that night i felt really weird Uh, and then I went to sleep and I remember waking up and I was just like, you know, high fever, cold sweats. I, I eventually managed to get out of my bunk, take a COVID test. And it was like so blatantly positive. And I was like, shit. And apparently I was like, at one point I got out of my bunk later and the guys were just like, there's no way this is going to happen. Like he is a fucking wreck. And I felt like a wreck. That was, that was shot. I mean, if, if I had like a mild version of it because I was boosted and vaccinated. Like I cannot imagine having had that like full blown. That was crazy. I mean, so that first day they sent me to a hotel um, and I just slept and Zach did a comically good job filling in. They played a much shorter set and he kind of just played like four on the floor, like (laughs) for a lot of the set, but he got through it. And in this industry, that's a huge thing. I mean, you know, every show that a band misses can be thousands and thousands of dollars on tour and it can, you know, make a big difference. So they managed to play the show, get paid, you know, and I think a lot of the times in those situations, crowds are usually pretty receptive and appreciative of the fact that like, you know, this something bad has happened and the band is trying to make the best of it. Um, So yeah, I mean, shout out to him for doing that. That was rad. Um, they did not think I was even going to play the next day, but I, <clears throat> I wanted to. And then, especially because the next day was the show Lee was coming to in Virginia. And that's the thing that sucked the most is, uh, you know, this tour, I got, I got sick on like the second day and the Virginia show was like a four or five days in or whatever. I don't remember. And Lee and all of her friends were coming. They were driving down from Maryland, her and like three of her best friends all were coming down And I had met a bunch of our friends at this point and like, they really liked me too. And I'd really clicked with some of them. So we were all going to hang out. It was going to be great. And instead I got COVID and this is a whole nother topic that maybe I might get into at some point. I've actually been thinking about asking Lee to be on the podcast with me to talk about some of it. Um, But she has something, I don't, I don't want to like go into too much detail because it's like her business. I don't, she's open about it as hell though, but she has something called EDS um, which is basically like hypermobility and she's very high risk basically. So like COVID wise, like it was a no go. Like I had COVID, we could not see each other physically. And like, that was so disappointing. Like we had already like made all these plans. I had booked a hotel room at the same place. Her and her friends had a hotel room. And after the show, we were going to hang out and I was going to stay the night there. We had a day off the next day. So I had talked to the driver and the rest of the guys in the band and they were cool with us staying you know, and leaving later that morning so I could have some time with her and stuff. And none of that was able to happen, unfortunately. Um, We did meet in the lobby and kind of, like, well, not even in the lobby, outside the lobby hotel, and, like, we talked from a distance. But it was honestly, like, heartbreaking uh, because, like, you know, especially, like, at that point, still very new relationship and, like, going really well and like you're crazy about the person you're infatuated with them you just want to be around them you know and it's like i hadn't seen her in a week and i can see her but i can't touch her i can't kiss her i can't get near her and then i had to like say goodbye from afar and then (laughs) i wasn't going to see her again for three more weeks or whatever so it was just like very bittersweet but she was incredibly understanding and supportive and they still came to the show Um, I actually played pretty well, especially considering I still had a fever. Um, and then after that, in the days after it started getting better, uh, the one thing that lingered was my breathing. Like I could not breathe for shit for like 10 to 14 days. I was using an albuterol inhaler, like between songs for weeks. And I think even up to like a month after I was still having a really hard time, like it sucked man COVID is no joke let me tell you so that was quite an experience but uh, the other thing that was great about Lee coming down was uh, to that show I mean was uh, so my mom you know I told her I had COVID while I was on tour of course and she told Robbie my brother-in-law Robbie's family is like where I got my vaccine at like his family somebody in his family has like a is like a physician or something and that's where I got my vaccines or some shit. Cause I was that hookup basically allowed me to get my initial vaccine, like kind of early, not super early, but like a little bit. And I guess he mentioned to his uncle or whoever it is like, yeah, you know, Maggie, that's my sister, her or his wife, my, he's my brother-in-law. So he's married to my sister. Does that make sense? Yeah yeah maggie's brother you know has covid and he's traveling that's the other thing i'm not gonna lie like no disrespect to light the torch or anything but like i was kind of surprised they didn't send me home and it was so weird to see the the difference between the kill switch tour which was like crazy like strict and then like three or four months later the the next tour it's like all restrictions had gone out the window and it was kind of crazy to see. Like I honestly, when I tested positive for COVID, I was like, and when Fran even did, I was like, that's it tours over, I guess, but no, like, and that's apparently how it is now. Like no one's going home with this shit anymore. And it's crazy. Cause on that first tour I did, it was still when there was like mask restrictions, countrywide and shit. And it was so strict. Like if anyone had gotten sick, they had to go quarantine in a hotel. And it's like, I don't know, man. It's, it's wild. That's a whole nother conversation, but it's kind of like the whole freaking world just like threw up their hands and we're like, whatever, <laughs> we're tired of it. But anyway, um, yeah, like Robbie's uncle, the doctor guy was like, Holy shit, he's still traveling like and performing that could be considered like a super spreader. And because of that, he was like, he wrote me prescriptions for like the craziest COVID drugs they had at the time, I guess. Like, legit-ass stuff. He sent me, like, steroids and shit. Uh, And basically, like, he called him into a pharmacy in Virginia somewhere, and Lee and her friends picked him up before they came to the show, and they left him for me, like, in front of the... I mean, I was, you know, walking... Like, I could see them. It's not like they just left him on the ground and (laughs) walked away from the whole area. But, you know, they put him down and then walked away, and then I walked over and picked him up. They basically brought me the medication I needed to, like, get through the rest of the tour and get better quicker. So... Um, but yeah, I mean, that was rough, just the, uh, just how much harder it made that entire tour, because for the rest of the tour, I was having a hard time breathing and, uh, you know, it just, it really took it out of me. Like it emotionally wore me down. Like I was so physically ill and it just like destroyed me, you know? And, uh, yeah. So some other stuff though about the tour, I guess, so... Uh I basically before the tour started, it was like the week before we were going on tour is when Lee and I started talking about me moving in and um we talked to our parents about it too and just like some family to see what they all thought and basically the whole thing like the general consensus was like that it was a pretty cool idea, you know? And uh we were kind of getting hyped about it and The idea was like, okay, well, I'm going to go out on this tour and then when I get back, I'll move in. And that was, you know, the idea and I was stoked about it. And then like literally two days before the tour, Francesco hit me up and they'd gotten an offer for a six week tour that started in like late August, early September. And it was supporting Guar. Um, unfortunately they had to drop off of it. That came much later and that was not because of me. They literally couldn't find a a touring vehicle, but, um, they hit me up. He was like, you know, at this point they were two days away from coming to rehearse for that other tour. And he was like, Hey, we just got this other offer. Can you do it? It's three weeks after this tour ends and it's six weeks long. And I was like, Holy shit. Like, okay, let me think about this and I'll get back to you. And I did, I was actually on, I was at the grocery store and I was heading over to Lee's after, and I figured I would talk with her about it too. But my immediate gut instinct was to not do it. Um, I was just like, you know, for the first time in my life, I have a relationship that really means something to me. And I would like to have time to actually commit to it and like, you know, see how it continues to grow. And I don't really want to get home from a month-long tour frantically move into a new place and within three weeks then be like hey i know i just moved in but bye i'm going on tour again for six weeks you know like i just didn't want to do that and i mean absolutely no disrespect to the light the torch guys but i was just a hired gun and that's kind of all i wanted to be and uh so i i told him that i wrote him an email and was like listen listen I would love to work for you guys more in the future, but this particular tour, I don't think I can do it. I understand if you get someone else and like, you know, really click with them and decide you want to keep working with him. I realize it could jeopardize my position in the future, but you know, I, I want to have time at home And this tour. Timing wise is just too long. And I, I kind of went above and beyond. I was like, I'll, you know, trying to help you find someone I can, at that point I had also like helped them build their any rack and stuff. Um, and I had been the one setting up the laptop sessions for those two tours. So I was like, look, I know you guys are kind of not as savvy with that stuff. I'll help you set it up. Cause they're all good guys. They were all great to me. Like I want them to succeed, you know? Um, and yeah, basically the super short version is like, initially they like almost kind of didn't take no for an answer, which like made the tour a little bit awkward. Uh, I was kind of like, what? Like. And basically they, they were really hoping I would join. And wait, did I say that right? They were really hope. Yeah, they were hoping I would join the band. That's kind of what they wanted all along. And I think um you know, I think that me building their inner rack also made them think even more, like, man, he's serious. But to be totally honest, building a rack setup like that, for starters, I kind of enjoy it. And then secondly, I kind of did it for myself as much as for them because if they hadn't wanted to invest in buying that, like they bought it all. They just I just told them what to buy. They shipped it to me and I (laughs) I assembled it for them. But if they hadn't done that, I would have had to take my own personal in-ear monitoring stuff on tour and put it through the abuse of the road, which I didn't really want to do. So when they were like, yeah, we've been thinking about building an any Iraq, you know, we just don't really know where to start. I was like, Hey, if you guys want to pay for it, it helps me too. And, you know, but I think they kind of saw it more as like, wow, he's really taking initiative. He must want to join. But like, from the jump, I was pretty adamantly clear that like, I just left Whitechapel, I want to just be a hired gun, get paid a flat rate, and not, you know, make any promises from there on. And I mean, they knew that too. That's why he that's why Fran asked me if I could do that six week tour, you know, But, you know, it wasn't like a, hey, we got this offer. It was a, hey, can you do this? Are you available? And, you know, that's kind of how it goes more when you're not a member, you're a hired gun. And yeah, I don't know, you know, basically, they were just really hoping I would have wanted to become a member. And I just was not in a place to do that. So when I kind of was all of a sudden, like, actually, yeah, I can't do that six week tour. Sorry, but I'm telling you now, so you have as much time as you can get to figure it out. And obviously, like I was about to go on tour with them. And I wasn't at all saying I wasn't going to do that tour, I was going to do that tour. And then you know, they'd have a month and a half or so to like find someone else on top of the month that we were out on tour. And that's why you know, my gut told me that and I just felt like it was the right thing to do to like tell them as quickly as possible. So they would have ample time to find someone and I would even help them find someone. And it's not like, you know, their material is like, technical death metal. It was pretty straightforward. I was confident they'd be able to find someone. And uh but yeah they kind of didn't really accept it at first. Like they were like, oh we'll talk about it. And then on the first week of tour, it was like they started talking about that next tour and I was kind of like I'm not doing that. I don't know. Like it was very awkward. And eventually we all talked about it. You know, I talked with them more and I was just like look I'm sorry but like this is my decision. And I don't know to be completely honest I feel like it was made a lot more difficult than it should have been because I was never in the band. And that was very weird to me. I'm not going to lie. Um, I love all of those guys very dearly, but I felt very uncomfortable with how that ended. Cause like, it didn't even have to, that's the crazy thing is like, if they had just kind of accepted <laughs> then what I said, I, would maybe work for them in the future if they hadn't found a permanent guy. But yeah, I don't know, man. It's That was a very odd situation to me. I still want absolutely what's best for them. They're great guys. Like I said, we've had, you know, later on that tour, we all had some long, intimate talks. And in truth, you know, they just really valued me and the work I did. And moreover, and most of all, they valued how much I cared about my job and doing a good job and playing drums well And, uh, you know, they were, they, they didn't want to lose me. And I appreciate that sentiment. I really do. But at the same time, you know, it's like, I, I still have to make a decision for myself and I'm, I don't owe them more than what I did. I was a hired gun. That was that full on since the beginning. Um, so, you know, I feel bad about it in a way, but like at the same time, um, that was the choice I wanted to make. I, I didn't really... I don't know, man, maybe in a different time I would join a band like that or their band. I just, like, you know, man, I had, like, a whole life plan, like, in the works when I was still in Whitechapel. And when that started going sour, I had to, like, I was like, holy shit, okay, I guess I'm, if I'm, am I going to leave this band? If I am, I'm not going to move to Tennessee. It, like, changed my whole, like, plan, you know? And that had, like, just ended, and they were like, hey, well, you played on our album, you've worked for us, do you want to come on tour now that you're available? And it was like, well, yeah, sure, I need money. And I that sounds fun. It was a great, that was the Killswitch tour, the first one I did. So it's like, I'm very thankful for that. Um, but I also was, like, not in a space to, like, try and join another band, like, full time. I just wanted to work and, you know get by. And that kind of brings me to now, which is like, I don't really know. Oh, also, uh, you know, the the crazy thing is that six week tour that they were going to go on, they found a, a fill in um that was going to do the tour. He was learning the material. And he I thought he was going to be great. I'm not sure if they would want me saying who it was going to be. I don't know. So I won't say, but it would have been sick. But basically, there's a huge, this is a whole nother thing, but there's a huge bus and bus driver shortage going on this fall. Uh, there've been a huge amount of bands that literally can't find buses or bandwagons. Bandwagon was totally sold out by the way, totally unrelated, but we got in a car accident in the bandwagon on the last day of that tour. It was a fucking terrifying experience. I I can talk about that another time though. I don't know. Anyway. Um, we're all, we were all okay. It was just very startling. Um, the car was not okay. It was totaled. But yeah, anyway, um, basically, they literally couldn't find a vehicle, and they did not want to do a six-week tour in a van, which I don't blame them. I wouldn't either at this point. I I do not want to tour that way anymore. And so they had to cancel the whole thing. And I mean, that I, I think that's kind of like an oversight on someone else's part, not theirs, like, I think before confirming the tour, they should have made sure they had a vehicle in place and stuff. So that was, I'm not sure where that, where the fault lies there. Um, it's not really my business, but, um, yeah, they ended up pulling out of it. So it was kind of like, you know, all this like hoopla and like, is that a word? I don't even know. I'm going to Google it while I'm sitting here, but all of the, uh, uh, what's it called? you know, the kind of over-the-topness of, like, being kind of upset that I didn't want to do the tour, it was irrelevant, because the tour didn't even end up happening, you know, so, I mean, that was kind of wild, but, yeah, I mean, I, uh, okay, hoopla is a word, or it's a slang, it just means talk or gossip, okay, that makes sense. That's what, That's kind of how I used it, I think. I can't remember. Uh, anyway. But yeah. Um, so what now? That's where I'm at. And I don't really know the answer to that. I will say that tour I was on was really it's kind of wild because the first tour I did with them was legitimately one of my favorites I've ever done. And then the second one was one of my least favorites I've ever done. And it was a combination of kind of like the awkwardness of me, not like, I I really didn't understand why it had become so insane that I wasn't going to continue with them and that they were so upset by it just much more than I expected them to be. And if I'm being honest, Um, that, but then on top of that COVID and missing home, because I was like in this relatively new relationship still. And like the one time I was going to get to see her, I couldn't because of COVID and the COVID just really drained me, man. It was like emotionally taxing. It was so physically taxing that by the time I was feeling like at least not crazy high temperature, it was kind of like, holy shit. I mean I feel a little bit better but I can't believe I have to still play 3 weeks of shows like honestly it's crazy I did consider going home anyway honestly um but I didn't because I don't think they could have gotten a fill in on that short notice and that would have been incredibly unprofessional and but yeah it just like destroyed me um it was tough for sure but got through it um but yeah now I'm back and that's the thing. Now I don't really know. You know, I know I talked in my Patreon a little bit when I was still on the tour about being like, I don't think I want to tour anymore. And that's been something I've thought for a long time, but I've come to the conclusion that I will tour more. I think I will ultimately, no matter what, but I I also think that just openly I, I will, I would even sooner than later if it was the right thing. What I do know is that at this point, In my life and in my career, I really do not want to go out in a van anymore. Honestly, I don't even want to go in a bandwagon. I fucking hate bandwagons. I'm not going to lie. They're incredibly uncomfortable. They're no doubt better than a van, but they're still very rough. They ride very rough. And there is still not the space that there is in a bus. So, uh, and then on top of that, I just want to make better money touring. And... I don't know. Maybe I will consider talking about how much I've made on tour. But I will say this I have talked to a lot of people in the last year, and I have told them the amount that I've made that has been the best weekly pay I've ever made. And they have all been like, What? That's it? And it's kind of like, I don't know. It's been like almost really uh, discouraging. Because like, I don't know, man, I, uh, when I hear what other people are making versus what I've made, even, and I'm not going to say who or what, but you know, I've even said to some of the gigs I've had, like, Hey, I kind of want this amount. And they're like, yeah, we can't do that. And it's just like, then when I hear about what other people are making, I'm just like, what the hell? Like, why have I not been able to make better money doing this? And Honestly, it's never stopped me from doing gigs that I liked or cared about because I care about music and what I do. But it's also like, damn, dude, I'm 30. Like, I have to make a living now, too, you know? And, you know, so I don't really know. That's the thing. Like, I'm not really... Right now, I'm kind of just trying to get by wherever I can. I've done session work a little bit. Uh, That's on a side tangent, something cool that I've done recently recently. I did this session for Jared Dines um, and it was ironic kind of because Jared Dines also has a project with Howard Jones, but that's not how I got involved with this. It was actually because Aaron Smith, uh, who is from a band many years ago called seven horn, seven eyes that I've done a cover of. And I performed a newer song of theirs. That's never been put out at the Minel drum fest. There's video footage of that on YouTube. Um, But yeah, the, seven horn stuff. Uh, I loved it. And I always loved Aaron's writing and Aaron and I got pretty close. Uh, we started talking a lot on Facebook chat many, many years ago. And for a long time, we just talked all the time. And, uh, he also was really good friends with my friend, Greg, uh, Greg Macklin. And they lived in the same area in, um, Washington state, because Greg used to live around here. He was the guy that was like, if you ever see uh, a black guy sitting in the back of the room in my drum videos, that's Greg. He was my best friend. He is my best friend still, him and a noob. But I just don't talk to Greg as much anymore because, you know, he lives in Seattle and he he works a night shift. And like, he has a girlfriend that has kids that he's kind of like become a father figure to. And he's, you know, like he's busy and we have very different schedules, but we catch up every several months. And yeah, I love the guy to death. Always will. Um, taught me a lot about recording early on anyway. Um, you know, he got close with Aaron first and that's kind of how I got introduced to Aaron. So then anyway, Aaron started like these songs for Jared dines, like were written by Aaron. Uh, and I think some other people that he works with, but it's mostly Aaron and then Jared's actually doing vocals on it. And Aaron hit me up and was like, Hey, would you want to do this? Like five songs? Uh, if I ask Jared, if he'd be into you doing it and, and I was like, dude, he showed me the material and I thought it was sick. So I was like, hell yeah. And Jared was into it. So I did that, uh, session like right when I got home, uh, from tour and well, right when I got home, I finished writing and learning, then learning the parts and then tracked it as soon as I could. Um, I guess that would have been like late August or into September kind of, but very cool material. Uh, really, really love it um very excited for people to hear it as well and i've recorded drum videos for all of them so i plan in the i can't i'm not sure if i'm allowed to say when the ep or album is it's five tracks but they're pretty long um i don't know if it's an album or ep though i don't know whatever um it'll i it's coming out soon i'm not sure if i'm allowed to say when so i won't but um soon and i'm going to be uploading those videos um, but yeah, Aaron just writes the heaviest, most like atmospheric, sick ass shit, you know, and I love it. So um I'm very excited for that to be out. But that's the thing, other than stuff like that, like I just took one other session for a another thing I don't know if I can talk about yet, but I, the session work is a lot of work versus the amount I make. Now I will say uh Jared's one of the few people where I I basically was like, this is the rate I want to get. And he was like, sure. You know, he was, <laughs> I will say, I don't know, like, I guess he does pretty well because there was very little questions asked. Normally when I say the rate that I actually think is w- what's worth the time I put into it, because I, it's a lot of work to write, learn, record, engineer. Like, I do all that when I'm doing session work from my home. I'm like recording myself too. I'm doing the engineering and all the editing, everything. It's a lot. And to actually get what I think it's worth, people usually end up saying like, oh, that's more than I can afford. So, but Jared wasn't, he was very cool. He was like, yeah, man, I want you to be taken care of. You're doing a lot of work and we'll do your rate. And I was like, great. So that's cool. Um, But yeah, man, I mean, it's still on average, I'd say most people when they hit me up about it, don't really have the finances to do that full rate. And it's hard to, to you know, because nowadays if something's too expensive with drums, like a band can say, ah, well, all right, I'll, I guess we'll just program them, you know? Um, so it's like, it's hard to get what you're worth, you know, no matter who you are. And that's frustrating. So I don't really know what I'm doing for work right now. Right now, I'm kind of just trying to get by without taking money out of my savings. I'm doing stuff where I can, like that kind of work. I have some smaller sources of income, and then I've been trying to work as much as I can on Anupinai's next contact instrument, uh, our next RS drums thing, which I think is going to be way sicker than the first one, and we're going to be working with someone else who I'm not sure we can talk about that yet, Uh, so I think it's going to be pretty dope, and we're both optimistic that, like, with this next one, we might... Because the first one, you know, neither of us were that crazy about, and we ended up not promoting it as much because of that. But I think with this next one, we're going to be able to, like, I don't know, really kind of potentially have a legitimate business that we might be able to, like, build off of. And I mean, it is a business. Like, we we have it set up as a business, obviously. But I just mean, like, something that actually has potential to be lucrative and and, like, fun, you know? So that's something that's in the cards. But with all of this, I've just felt a lot of uncertainty lately. Like, you know, man, if I have a standard for like, okay, I only want to go on tour now if I can be in a bus and make enough money to make a living from touring, that limits the amount of gigs that I could get. You know, that's just a reality. And also gigs like that, big gigs don't come all the time. I mean, look at guys that, you know, like Dirk Fabiaren got the Megadeth gig. uh, Pretty, you know, he was in like, I think his 40s, like late 40s. And, I, I mean, for starters, there's no one more deserving of that gig. Like, Dirk is... I mean, he's been on my podcast, obviously, and I think I even said that to him when he was on it. Um, you know, but that's the thing. That kind of thing could come soon, or it could come later, you know? Um, I'm not saying I would only tour at the gig like that. I would go out with a band that's not Megadeth big if, if it was still in a bus, and that's that's possible, you know? It's just... Um, so it's hard to say though, but I think the uncertainty right now, I've also felt a little bit of discouragement if I'm being totally honest, like I was, I, I, I was kind of shocked by how much upset there was when I said I wasn't going to continue with the light, the torch guys. I still love them, but they kind of made a big deal out of it. And to me, it wasn't. Because I was very clear from the get-go that I was a hired gun. That's it. And it really upset me. It felt like like an emotional burden of something that I shouldn't have had to have as an emotional burden. And I was kind of just like, fuck, man. Like, why is this never easy? Like, I don't... And that's the other thing. Like, I'm kind of like, I don't even know if I want to keep working as a hired gun if people are gonna it's like basically like i did such a good job they like really didn't want to lose me and it's like dude i i appreciate that but like (laughs) so what if i had played shittier you wouldn't have been as bummed that i was leaving (laughs) like it's like i was a hired gun i was i came i did a phenomenal job i went above and beyond the call of duty i helped them build their any iraq i played with the most conviction i possibly could every night but that was the job like that was what I was there for. I was a hired gun. And I don't know. That just was like shit. Like it was just an emotional experience that I didn't think it needed to be. Um so I don't know, man. Like, I'm not gonna lie, I, I'll have to get into this in another episode, but I definitely have like slipped into a pretty deep depression recently. Um Lee's been very supportive of everything kind of insanely so cuz there've been a couple times where i've been i don't know in a pretty bad headspace i'm seeing my therapist right now quite a lot and uh i don't know man like i just don't really know what i want out of this anymore like i would love to tour in a huge band and not have to stress about money you know but i it's not just about the money i still want to like enjoy whatever i'm doing and i just like I don't know. I don't really know where to go with it from here. You know, when I talk to my mom, my mom's always been like a voice of reason for me. Obviously, we're very, very close. And she's like, you know, just be patient. Anything can happen. Like, you know, you could get the call of your lifetime, the gig of your lifetime tomorrow, or something else could happen. And, you know, that's all true, you know, but I just don't really know what to do in the meantime to get by. And I know I talked in my Patreon about doing Twitch streaming and trying to get the streaming thing going. I'm still considering that. It's just hard for me, guys. I don't really want to do that. I mean, shit, look how long it took me to get this podcast episode since my last one. I mean, when I'm, like... My mental health has always been pretty problematic for me, and I I get it under control, but sometimes it's really hard for me to, like, engage when I'm in that headspace. And, like, I don't know, man. The idea of, like... Having to regularly do it. I don't know. I just feel like I've been different since the pandemic, really. Like, I have not been able to get back on the bandwagon of, of like, uh, the social media stuff as much. I've also been incredibly discouraged by it with like the rise of TikTok because, you know, I feel like every time it's like I put work into doing these social medias and then I, I know I sound like a grandpa right now, but. And you know, then a new one comes out and it's like what am I supposed to build up another one and try and grow another one and learn another one and and the answer is yeah, I guess so, but I don't really want to. I don't I didn't start doing any of this because I wanted to be an influencer, you know, at all. I just wanted to like write sick drum parts and play sick music with sick people and that was all I really wanted, you know. And I mean to be totally honest, my original original goal was to just be a sick tech death drummer. <laughs> and I feel like I kind of did that playing in the faceless and when that fell apart, I feel like pretty much since then I've kind of been like free falling, like not entirely sure what to do, but doing different stuff and enjoying some of it a lot, but some of it not and blah, blah, blah. So I don't know, man. I'm just kind of at this point right now where I really don't know where to go with it. You know, I when I do play drums, which I'm still doing all the time. There are days where I'm like, man, what am I doing? And then there are days where I'm like, yeah, this is sick. This is why I do this. I love drums. This is awesome. I'm enjoying this. And I'm like, how would I do anything else? But I really just don't know. I don't know. Right now I'm just, I'm not sure where to go with it in a realistic way. That's the thing. Like, sure, if I could just play drums and do YouTube videos and survive, that I guess I would just do that. But to be able to make enough to survive, you know, like right now, I have a good situation still, but it's still not the final situation. It's like I'm living with Lee. Uh, I'm spending less money by doing that. But if I were to buy a house right now, for starters I don't think I could afford this area but I also like on my own at least but I also like I'm not sure without something more consistent if I'd be able to like keep up with it right now like and make mortgage payments and afford existing you know and it's just been causing me so much stress man like I just don't know where to go with things and I don't know, maybe I can convince myself that I'll enjoy doing Twitch streaming. You know, today, actually, I was kind of like, maybe I can do that. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I mean, I think I could do it. It's not that I'm, like, afraid to do it. It's just that, like, I don't know, man. I just, like, I don't like social media very much anymore. (laughs) It's like... I mean, sometimes it's fun, but a lot of the time it just causes me anxiety. Like, I just get on there and I'm anxious. Like, I don't appreciate the things around me as much. And, like, I don't know, man. It's just, like, everyone wants instant gratification nowadays. And, like, maybe I'm just finally getting old, guys. I don't know. But, yeah, I just don't really know where to go with anything right now. And I'd be lying if I didn't say, you know, I have been considering doing something else entirely but that concept is terrifying to me and that's also another reason i've been seeing my therapist so much because like i my identity is this i've been doing drums since i was a kid and literally from before i was an adult i was already trying to get gigs i auditioned for bands i got turned down by a band when i was 17 because i was 17 they were like your audition was great but like we can't take you on tour you're not even an adult You know, I went on my first tour at 18, like I was a kid, like I've been doing this since I was a kid and like, I don't know what else to do. It's my identity and it scares the shit out of me. And that's the thing, like if I could find the right situation that would allow me to survive without being this stressed and anxious, I would keep doing it because I do love drums. That much has not changed, but... I also feel like I've been in a number of situations that were not great. And, and that said, like I've been in situations that were great too. Like I, I loved the good tiger guys. I loved, you know, filling in for revocation. I I even loved working for light, the torch. I was kind of surprised by how it ended in terms of like, just how upset they were that I wasn't going to continue because they really wanted me to join. But like, I do understand that too. You know, they just were like, shit, how are we gonna get someone that we like this much that can also play this stuff as well? You know? And I understand that that's a headache, but it also was, that was all I ever agreed to do, you know? And aside from all of that, actually playing the material and just hanging out with them, I enjoyed it, you know, but I don't, to be honest though, also like, I like Light the Torches music a lot. I really do, like, genuinely. But it's not really the kind of thing I saw myself doing. And it didn't really pay enough for me to, like, be okay with that, you know? Because that's the thing. Like, I had fun with it, even though, like, there were aspects of it that I didn't love. But, or, you know, but it, it didn't it's not all about money, guys. I'm not saying that. But like, past a certain point, you have to be realistic, too. I mean, as long as we're living in this bullshit, capitalistic society, which is a whole nother story. At this point, I feel like I'm so far left, it's like I'm practically a communist. Like, which is a whole nother thing. Anyone that thinks communism is not far left, you know, you might want to do some real research. But I just, you know, I hate capitalism. It's so stupid. Whatever. That's a whole nother thing. Um, you know, I just like, if I'm gonna do something that like at the end of the day, no matter if I was playing super easy material that I didn't like at all for an artist I didn't like, I would still like doing it because I'm playing drums, you know, but if there was another gig that I liked even better that paid almost the same amount but maybe a little bit less but like i loved everything about it image wise material wise music wise everything obviously i would rather do that but like even the one that's like maybe not up my alley as much musically i still love that because i'm drumming for a living you know what i'm saying like but past a certain point you know you have to make a choice like that was the thing for me with light the torch i was like well yeah like maybe there are parts of the music that i don't love performing night after night But, you know, I, I could have seen myself continuing to do that happily, but it just wasn't, you know, the, the other side of it wasn't there. It just didn't really cut it monetarily. And that's not their fault, really. I mean, they're just, you know, they're still growing that band and I get that. I totally do. Um, you know, but that's a whole nother thing is like, I don't know, man, like, there's a pretty vast age difference between me and some of the guys in that band, and it wasn't a massive concern of mine. But there was slight, and I mean that's something that's partially why I wanted to just be a hired gun because I just didn't really know when I looked at the longevity of it, and you know in my head I just wasn't really. I also at that point hadn't, I don't know, almost thirty years. Is it thirty? Like eh, twenty-five years age difference between me and the oldest member. There's a lot of differences there. It's hard sometimes, you know, (laughs) like, but whatever, that's a whole nother story. My point is, I just don't know what the fuck I'm doing, y'all. And I mean, I'm not even, I ain't going to lie because I've always been open as fuck on here about my mental health. I've had any number of panic attacks in recent months. Uh, Anxiety is at like an all time high. And it's weird I mean, that's a whole nother thing. I've been pretty open about the fact that I take medication as well. Um, I don't think my medication is working for me at all anymore. And that's something I'm working on changing, but that also stresses me out just changing it. Cause I don't know. Um, thankfully I've been very open with all of this or about all of this with Lee and, you know, she's been immensely supportive. Um, which I can't tell you how much I appreciate that. Um, in a person, but I don't know. I also just want to get it more under control, like for myself, whether I am taking some kind of medication or not, I just need to like get a grip sometimes. Um, I don't know. I've been getting really in my own head at different times and it's tough. Um, but yeah, I don't really know what I'm doing right now, y'all. I, uh, I'm going to keep trying to get by for now, but I don't know. We'll see. I might, look into trying to do Twitch streaming, but I don't really want to, you know? Um, so in the meantime, I'm going to keep doing session stuff, recording, making some videos and doing whatever I can to get by. And maybe a crazy big gig will come along. Maybe I'll, I don't know, do something else entirely. You know, I mean, I'll never not play drums, but like, I just mean trying to make it my full focus. But, again, don't fret if anyone's like, wow, how could he even imagine, how could he even consider that? You know, I, I'm not saying I'm going to do that. I just, I don't know. It's it's just been tough lately. I don't really know what I'm wanting out of it right now. But, ah, sorry, I needed some water. But I love drums, and I always will. And uh, I'd like to continue doing it. I just am, like, also kind of like shit. At this age, I feel like I should be in a better position than I am um, in terms of being able to, like, take care of myself without having just, like, some perfect situation where it works for now, you know, and I can afford it. I'm very thankful for that, but I don't know, man. I just want to be able to take care of myself the real way, you know. I want to be able to own a home but yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. I uh, I was originally going to do a bunch of questions as well on my Instagram, but I think what I might do is screenshot some of them and then just try to do another episode sometime this week because it's like 1.45 in the morning. And I'm not going to lie. That's the other thing. I get up pretty goddamn early now, y'all. So because uh, ever since I started living here and kind of being on more of like Lee's schedule, there's on Thursdays, like her bar class is at 7 a.m. We get up real early. Um, even if I don't go with her, which I do most weeks anyway, because as much as it fucking sucks to get up and straight go do physical activity, you feel really good for the whole rest of the day. But, uh, yeah, like in general, though, I've been going to bed earlier and waking up earlier, which I like. It's tough sometimes. I feel like her and I have kind of like adjusted both of our schedules to kind of be like an in-between. Like, I think she was getting up even earlier before she met me. Um, And then I think I was staying up even later. And we've kind of like meshed it (laughs) like we go to bed before midnight, but not like, like, uh, we're not getting up. I don't know, we're we kind of are in between, you know, we kind of had a, we didn't even mean to, we didn't even plan it. It just kind of happened. But um, but yeah, on Wednesday nights, we go to bed way earlier, because we got to get up super early. And um but i do enjoy that so i'm not gonna lie i'm just tired of shit right now because i can't believe i'm saying this but 145 in the morning is late as fuck for me right now which is hilarious because during the pandemic i don't think i went to bed before three in the morning even once for like a year (laughs) but yeah so i'm gonna get ready for bed but i asked on my instagram uh about i don't know just asking random questions. So I'm thinking I might answer some on Instagram, but then I might screenshot some stuff and save it for the next episode. I'm going to try to do this more. Cause I do enjoy it. Y'all I do enjoy the podcast. The biggest thing for me is like, I don't know. I look at this podcast as like a very cathartic thing. And I like to be alone when I do it. And when I'm living here, a lot of the times I'm not totally alone, you know, because I'm living with Lee and that's fine. But then even at my mom's place now, like my mom works from home now, so she's always there. And especially because I'm not there late at night anymore cuz I live here, like there was times where like, you know, if she would go to bed, like I'm I had I always had my own space in the basement, but like if she's on the second story, like the story right above it, I can hear her walking around. Sometimes she comes in the basement cuz we have a deep freezer down there. And it's like I don't feel totally alone and like I just need that like solitude feeling um but i also think i mean lee is supportive enough as a human being where like if i was like hey i'm gonna do this for an hour i don't know the thing is i I would like to just be able to just do it around her so i'm just gonna have to like try it doing it when she's around you know um and she'll just like probably hear me ranting like this for an hour in the other room and i'll just be fine with that you know, I think it, I think it would be fine. It's just my own self-consciousness. Like this is historically, this podcast for me has been like a cathartic thing where like, I don't know, I'm just kind of honest and open. And, uh, it still stresses me out sometimes. Cause sometimes I think I don't, I, I used to kind of like listen to parts of the episodes before I would post them. I don't do that anymore, but it's like, sometimes I wonder what people are really thinking of me. Like, I'm just like, I don't know, man. My brain's a weird place. I think sometimes I might sound like a crazy person. And then maybe sometimes I I sound relatable and not. I don't know, you know? But I don't know. Anyway. Um, yeah, I just, I like to feel totally alone when I'm doing it. And there have been very few times in the last six months where I've been totally alone, but I think, uh, you know, I can definitely find some time, uh, during the day, like today, for example, I went to drum and like my mom ended up going to my sisters because my sister has two little kids, which is another thing, you know, in the last six months I've been spending a lot of time with them. My nephews Archer and Raiden are phenomenal. I love them. Um, but yeah, and they also stop by the house all the time now. Like my sister, uh, isn't working right now. She's, you know, cause her kids are two and barely one. And, uh, so two years old, one years old and her husband's working full time, but she's basically just still, you know, raising the kids at some point she wants to go back to work, but for now, you know, the kids are her job and she's, uh, so she comes over to my mom's a lot. And Raiden's at this age were like, he's super vocal now and shit, you know? And he... (laughs) Yo, this kid looks so much like me at that age, it's scary. Like, if I hold him in public, people think I'm his dad. Like, we look identical. It's fucking wild. But he also is just, like, vocal now. And I, I don't know if I've ever really talked about this, but I actually had quite a speech impediment when I was little, and I had to go to speech therapy. I had a really hard time enunciating certain... Uh, certain consonants and vowels, like, uh, for example, and I think this is a common one, apparently, but anything with like a Y sound at the beginning, I couldn't do. Uh, so instead of saying something like yesterday, I would say last day. Um, I have, I remember it too, like, cause this went on until I was like, you know, I wasn't that old, but like four five, six, like I was starting elementary school when I was still in speech therapy. Um, But Raiden seems to be having the same kind of stuff, Um, but it's also adorable. Like, I'm not going to lie. And one thing, he's just talking so much now, and he calls me Uncle Alex, and he just loves drums, and he comes to the basement, and he wants to hit everything, and it's hilarious. And that's the thing, like, when my sister shows up with the kids, I want them to come downstairs, you know, I don't want to be like, no, don't come downstairs, I'm recording a podcast, yeah, you know, but I just need to, like, be better about it and make time for it, because I do enjoy it. It's just like I said, man, like, at times in the last several months, for as good as aspects of my life are right now, like, things with Lee and everything, uh, and that really is good, because she's just supportive no matter what, and I really appreciate that um, in terms of like me doing what I want to do. Like, obviously she likes that I'm creative and in the arts and, uh, all that, but like, she also, you know, that's not like the reason she's with me, you know? And that's, I like that, you know, she's like, I would support you doing whatever, you know, it's going to make you happy. And I think that's a wonderful thing in a partner. So, um, but yeah, I just, uh, with the uncertainty and kind of at times my headspace and whatnot, it's been hard for me to get the motivation to, but it does feel good to do it. I'm going to try to do it more again. Um, And I know my mom's actually going out of town this week too. So maybe I'll, you know, stay late there one night and um, try to do another episode. Uh, But yeah, so I'm sorry I didn't get to some of those questions, but I will. And I don't know y'all, you know, as always, No matter what happens, I mean, I can't tell you how much I appreciate the fact that anyone out there is interested in my work and that you guys have followed me. And I hope I don't sound like unappreciative by being like, I'm stressed about money and life and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, because I am. I know that there are people that would kill to have done some of the things I've done. And I am immensely appreciative and proud of all of them. You know, I really am uh but i also just i don't know man i want i don't i don't know what i want but i want to be able to do something i love and not feel this pressure that i tend to feel from society in terms of survival you know so i don't know whatever happens though i'm very thankful for everything i'm so thankful if any of you are still listening to this right now, you know, I appreciate that y'all care at all at a, about what I do. You know, there's a billion podcasts. There's a billion artists out there. Everyone's, you know, I mean, podcast aside, like there's so many artists doing incredible stuff, you know, playing their respective craft in- incredibly well. So the fact that anyone is, is, is interested enough in mine to listen to this 75 minute long podcast, you know, I appreciate it a a lot. I really do. So no matter what, I'm still always going to play drums. And I'm sure I'll always be active in some capacity. I just don't know. I don't know. We'll see what happens. You know, maybe you'll start hearing my podcast all the time. And I'll be on social media constantly. Maybe I'll fucking do something else entirely. But either way, you'll still hear from me, you know. So anyway, I'm gonna try to do another episode this week, though, because right now, this is still what I'm doing. I'm just kind of like, feeling the waters out right now, going to therapy, trying to figure different shit out, all that. So we'll see what happens. That's the latest though. Um, But yeah, on the surface though, things are really good. I'm very, I'm I'm very like thankful for this relationship. I really love this girl and it's been truly wonderful. Um, Yeah. So here's to hoping that continues here's to hoping that y'all out there, if you haven't, find something as sick and hopefully, you know, it lasts because, uh, you know, that's life. Things can get crazy one way or another, but yeah. Anyway, thank you very much for listening to this episode. I hope it wasn't like too much of a downer or something, but I figured I'd just give you an update, be real. And that's the latest. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'll talk to y'all again later this week. I feel like I'm forgetting to tell y'all a whole bunch of stuff about drums and music shit, so I'm sure I am, but whatever. I'll get to it next time. For now, I'm going to go uh, brush my teeth. I need some more water, and then I'm going to go to sleep. I might watch an episode of Bob's Burgers before I go to sleep, just because. need a little unwind, you know? All right, y'all. Much love. I will talk to you soon. Peace.